Welcome to the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions in critical times. Here's your host, Bill Kelly. Hey, welcome. This is the Bill Kelly Podcast, critical discussions in critical times. I'm your host, Bill Kelly. Great to have you with us today. I'm going to talk about something that, well, is having an impact just about everybody here in the province of Ontario and nationally. All of a sudden, federal politicians, provincial politicians, municipal politicians are talking about car theft. And we're going to introduce legislation. We're going to toughen this. We're going to do that. Uh, an awful lot of discussion going on here. Of course, uh, you know, opposition leader Pierre Polyev has blamed Justin Trudeau for that. He blames everything on Justin Trudeau, of course, uh, and says it's all because of the Liberals, uh, which is his mantra. That's his that's his his calling card, I suppose. But this is not a simple issue, and rather, there's a number of complexities uh, that are contributing to what's going on here, uh, which is why I'm so glad our next guest has some time to talk with us about this today, because he can offer some very special insights into this. He is uh, Richard Brennan, former journalist with the Toronto Star, who covered both Queen's Park and uh, Parliament Hill for so many years. Uh, Richard, th- first of all, great to have you back on the show. Thanks for joining us today. Uh, as you and I were discussing just before we started uh, doing the show here today, this is not a new issue. Why all of a sudden is it so relevant now, maybe more so than it ever was before? Well, Bill, it's it's epidemic. Car theft is just ac- epidemic. You know, there if you got a high-end car, uh, whatever that might be, a Land Rover or whatever, you can almost expect it to be stolen. If it's sitting out in your driveway, that's just about how bad it's gotten. You know, we just recently had uh, a couple here in Dundas who were victims of a home invasion. You know, at gunpoint, they took out, they took both their cars. And it it really, and I just talked to a friend of mine the other day. He uh, he had his car stolen. I mean, you can't, it's almost impossible to talk to somebody that doesn't know somebody who had the car stolen. It's it's crazy, and they're you know they get you know they get young people to go around the neighborhood and scope out the neighborhood to see who's got nice cars, and you know they inform the the upper management, if you will, uh, <laughs> that you know there's a couple of nice cars there you might want to look at it, and they may they may be they may be uh, packing guns or they might be just stealing it out of your driveway, but it's happening everywhere and just everywhere in the province now i've talked about this back in the radio days i did an awful lot of shows about this with with local police with provincial police and and from time to time and you know this you covered this and of course you've got an affiliation with the opp uh there have been special programs that have been set up to try to address this uh you know they, they've had people stuck you know uh, stationed in, in like shopping malls etc because that's where a lot of these cars are, are basically fingered and said yeah we'll we'll take this one this one's kind of like going shopping for these guys i suppose oh. uh and and they've had various levels of success with it right now uh but i guess one of the elements that, that has to be factored into this conversation is the technology that that's available to the bad guys now. I mean, they don't need that slim gym to go down there and try to open the door right now. They can do everything electronically and with computers and it's basically giving everybody easy access. Well, it's, yeah, it's it's, you know, <laughs> this isn't a guy busting a window and 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 jimming the and the, you know, the ignition. These are guys with very, you know, uh convoluted <laughs> methods if you will uh, and, and electronic methods where they can just steal the signal from your key in your house and put it into a machine which will replicate that key 
and they'll be able to start your car and they're gone. And we're talking within seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, and it's costing us, Bill. It's co- costing us all of us. People are seeing their insurance going up this year, particularly, for for no reason at all. Nothing's changed. For a great many people, nothing changed. No accidents, nothing. And they're seeing it go up in hundreds of dollars, Some in some cases in thousands of dollars, because of this and, and other, uh, you know, issues such as uh, forest fires and all that stuff. But the, I'm talking just about cars now. It's it's in most part because of the, you know, the 90,000 cars that are stolen every year in, in uh, Canada. Now, in the past, uh, we, we heard about this and way back in our misguided youth, both of you and I heard stories about, probably even knew some of the guys, uh, they would get, you know, a little tipsy after a few beers and stuff and go and, and, and rip off a car for a joyride. And a lot of the time you'd find, you know, on the other side of town, you know, in various, you know, conditions, et cetera. But this is methodical. This is organized. And there's there's method to all of this stuff, isn't there? I mean, this is not just a bunch of crazy kids uh, looking to steal a car for a fun night out. There's a there's a almost a, a stolen car industry here, isn't there? Oh, well, it's it's it, it is an industry. I mean, this is organized crime. There's no other way to describe it. You know, traditional organized crime, new new players in organized crime. What they do is they steal these cars and they, you know, a lot of them go down to Montreal and make their way down to Halifax in, in containers. And they go over to Europe and, and uh, the Middle East and other places in Africa. And they get, you know, they get good money for them. The guys at this end are making a few bucks that's, you know, that steal them. But I'll tell you, the guys that are selling them overseas are making big money. And that money, they, you know, people within the, uh, you know, that know a lot more about it than I do, that will say that a lot of this is making its way into, you know, uh, buying armaments and 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 all that kind of stuff. It's it's a it's a very it's a web of of theft. That's what it is. And 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 people say it's you know it's well without question it's not say it's without question it's organized crime at its highest levels well i've heard from that as a matter of fact i remember talking to some rcmp officials about that a couple of years ago uh and your point is well taken i mean uh, a lot of the revenue that's generated from this goes to some rather nefarious activities including buying arms buying things and funding terrorism a number of different things like this this is an easy way for them to to basically accumulate cash to be able to do these sorts of things uh which is why this is such a, an organized web uh that goes on i mean the car that gets stolen from a, a driveway in dundas as you mentioned uh could end up in saudi arabia a week later and uh, you know they've uh, and these guys i mean there's a methodology from what i understand you know well don't, i've i've got a, a a special number i've got a serial number now that that stuff's all gone you wouldn't even recognize i'm told your vehicle but you know by the time it gets over there well it, that's that's true bill but in some cases they're so bold that they don't even take the ontario plates off them and they'll they'll land up in africa and or or europe and the Middle East, and they'll still have the Ontario plates on them. That's how bold they are. They don't even try to change anything. I want to look at a couple of different aspects of this, because I know you've talked to, to some of your uh, friends at the OPP who have been working diligently on this, as have local police. Uh, and and you mentioned the insurance industry just a few minutes ago. And, and I, I don't want to gloss over that, Richard, because, I mean, I think they're, if not culpable, 
at least they're playing a part in this. Uh, you know, because of the high rates that are charged as a result of this, uh, people are finding it unaffordable to drive these days, and they always come back, you know, and cry poor and say, well, you know, we're paying out so much in in premiums, or you know, when somebody loses their car, we have to cover that. Uh, I'm not so sure it's as easy as they suggest that it is right now. So you've got that element to it, and that's having a, a major problem, of course, on consumers and the price that we pay. But the other one that I want to talk about, and I don't hear a whole lot of discussion about this, are the manufacturers. And we just mentioned a, a few minutes ago about how the technology has evolved actually to the benefit of the thieves uh, because of the ways that they can access and steal these cars right now. Uh, I, I know I, I, I'm not a tech guy, uh, but I'm, I'm interested in finding out why aren't the people in the auto industry that make these things trying to do something about it to make this more difficult? I, I understand not necessarily to make it impossible, but let's be realistic here. Are they doing everything they can? I mean, remember everybody used the club about 15, 20 years ago. Oh, that's going to save my car. Well, no, it doesn't. Uh, there's There's got to be something done at the factory to try to to mitigate some of this damage, isn't there? And, and they, can, they can do it. They have the capability of doing it. Uh, but what's the onus on them? I mean, they're there to sell vehicles. Do they care if they're stolen? Not a whit. Bill, your car gets stolen tomorrow and you never see it again. Well, you have to go out and buy another vehicle. Sure. So what's the incentive for those for those companies to to you know institute uh you know a, a sit you know a course of action, if you will, whereby it would make it more difficult to for a, a these organized crime uh, individuals to steal your vehicle <clears throat> and they they've got the capability of doing it they can put in a, a, a blocker that whereby you could you cannot start that car unless you're the person that owns it but you're not seeing that i mean a chrysler apparently is one of the worst ones that you know they're they're dodge rams i get you know it doesn't it doesn't take much more in a grade two education in uh, electronics, apparently, to steal one of these things. So, I mean, that's that's hard to believe, but it's true that these these cars are so, you know, uh, malleable. They, the systems are so malleable that they can just easily, the signal could be easily reproduced and stolen. And this is what this uh, this commission, if you will, or this uh, this group is looking at it right now federally and federally and municipally and, and, and so on. They're looking at asking themselves, what can we do to, you know, uh, to stop it, to slow it down, whatever. And I, and I don't know what the answer is. In fact, you mentioned the club. People are going back to that again, Bill. Are they? Yeah, they're putting, because that's one of the things actually that's, uh, is a, a, one of the most preventative measures that you can do right now because they just won't be bothered. Let's see that club and just move on. And we've heard this from officers before, and I know that you've been in, in covering you know, crime as you have as law as politics over the last number of years. Uh, these guys have an idea and they, they have a, a pattern. I mean, you know, whether if they're going after BMWs or, or, you know, uh, SUVs and of course, pickup trucks are big and always have been when with car thieves, especially given the market that they're, they're into right now. Uh, but they're looking for an easy mark, aren't they? I mean, if, if they have to work hard to try to get this, they'll move on to the next one. Cause God knows there's, there's a lot more options for them. Uh, I'm not to suggest that you're going to be, you know, home free if you use a club or something like this. Uh, but we need to be able to do more. Uh, and some of that technology is here. 
Uh, I'm sure we've all heard uh, about these little boxes that you can put your car keys in at the end of the night, which will block that signal so that they can't replicate it. I don't know anybody that's got one. Uh, it's there. I, I looked them up yesterday in anticipation of our conversation. I think they cost about 30 bucks, uh, but nobody's buying them. Just, just like you're not supposed to be talking on the phone when you're driving. I still see probably 70% of the people that are using phone are driving with the, and and you can get a Bluetooth for 25, 30 bucks too, but nobody wants to bother. So it's there for us. We're just too lazy or maybe too dumb to be, to be able to take that advantage and, and, and that technology. Well, there's more and more people uh, actually buying that, those envelopes or whatever. You, there's a name for it, but I can't think of it. Yeah. Where, whereby it prevents a signal being, uh, being grabbed. So they they are buying it, not not in anywhere shape or form, uh, you know, uh, a, a high number, but some people are, particularly ones that have already had their stolen. My yeah. my brother in law had one stolen right out of his garage. They got the signal for the garage door, opened the garage door, and stole his vehicle. It's it, it, it's crazy, you know. It's the ones that scare me are, you know. Not not so much the guys that go in your driveway and they take your car and they're gone. Okay, they're, and this happens within seconds. But as I referred to earlier, that uh, case in, in Dundas where they where they I think I can't remember if they tied the couple up, but they certainly threatened them with uh, you know a handgun and took their that that's scary. That's you know that that couple will never be feel safe again in that house. Well, the class, there's a, a famous case, of course, just a couple of years ago, Mitch Marner from the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, young guy, superstar hockey player, uh, drives, I'm told a pretty nice SUV. I think it's a Lincoln or something. He, his, he was carjacked in the middle of the day, yeah. not too far from, from the arena. I mean, somebody just kind of, you know, signaled him down and pulled him out of the car and stole the vehicle, uh, and was brandishing something. I don't know if it was a gun or some kind of a weapon. This is the like at noontime one day. So this is not as if they're doing this necessarily in the middle of the night. Uh, if they want it, they're going to come and get it. And they really, if you get in the way, you're right. You're putting yourself in peril in danger. Well, that goes back to what I said earlier. It is an epidemic. I, I know, you know, it's, uh, we, we often think, well, you know, somebody's, you know, the media and, and the cops are just making a fuss out of something that's not that big a deal. Well, it is a big deal. It's costing us billions of dollars a year because of these uh, stolen vehicles. Which brings me to politics. And, and invariably, of course, as we mentioned at the top of our conversation here, uh, when politicians get involved, it's because they see this as an opportunity to try to score some political points. Uh, and that seems to be what's happening here. We, we already talked about, uh, you know, the opposition leader, Polyev, is now blaming the liberals, of course, as he does with everything else. And he simply says it's it's the weak bail system right now. Uh, you know, what was the phrase? Because he's big on, on, on catchphrases, right? So he says jail, not bail. That's going to solve the problem. Well, first of all, uh, there is no uh, evidence right now that suggests that the people that are stealing these cars are people that are out on bail or, or repeat offenders at all. They, I mean, and nor does he have those numbers. Uh, and and we already know, of course, that a number of these tough on crime things uh, that Polyev is talking about right now are really just things that he borrowed from his old boss, Stephen Harper, who tried to have these tough on crime pieces of legislation just about all of which, by the way, have been struck down by the Supreme Court as unconstitutional. But I mean, Polyev is going to wave that flag anyway. But there's a, a the larger problem here. I want you to comment on those things. But the other, first of all, 
if if the solution here is we're going to give you a, a tougher sentence, uh, first of all, I don't know if that's legal to do, constitutional to do. That's not a deterrent. How many times have you covered and seen stories about somebody who commits a major crime, auto theft being one of them, that thinks they're going to get caught? They all do it because they think we're going to get away with it. So, the, you know, it doesn't, you can give me 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. That's not going to stop somebody who wants to steal a car. Well, if you will harken back to, a, you know, you know, a yesteryear when, you know, that you could have been hanged for murder. Well, nobody ever said, well, I didn't, I thought twice about murdering that person because I was going to be hanged. <laughs> they just did it. And that's what, that's what's happening with, with the, you know, in terms of capital punishment back then, that's what's happening now is people don't think about the repercussions, like what could happen to them if they got caught. I hate to agree with Paul Ebb to a certain uh, you know, degree, but I think something has to, uh, some message has to be sent out about crime, you know, a particular, particular this crime being stolen vehicles since it is such an expensive issue that they should consider some uh, you know uh more lengthy stay in jail i think for convictions i i don't god knows if it would work but it would make me feel better <laughs> but is it going to solve the problem yeah well do you remember that, that, do you remember the one and, and this was uh, i remember i had justice minister rob nicholson on at the time uh, back in the day when they introduced some of these pieces of legislation and they're going to add i think it was an extra five or ten years or something onto somebody who committed a crime with a firearm uh and he thought this is going to just you know the, the bee's knees this is going to really solve the problem but a it didn't statistics showed that there was little to no improvement as a result and b the supreme court struck it down and said no you can't do that uh, and on and on it goes in situations like that. Uh, you know, again, the idea of deterrence, and you know, I understand that most of the people in Parliament are not lawyers, uh, nor have they had any experience in 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 policing. I get that, but it seems to me to be a very superficial uh, attempt at trying to find a solution to this. Uh, in other words, they're going after the bad guys who don't think they're ever going to get caught. Probably sixty to seventy percent of the people that are doing it at this end are on a boat to you know Saudi Saudi Arabia the next day anyway so they're not going to get caught. Uh, this is not just your your neighborhood gangs that used to do it, you know, back in the 60s and 70s. Is it really going to be a deterrent is it really going to have much of an impact? Well, it's 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 part of the puzzle and this is a puzzle. I mean, is is uh, increased uh jail sentences or you know or not giving bail to these guys that's going to be one of the things considered. I mean, it's a whole oh, bunch yeah. of ideas that are going to be considered. And but we have to nip it in the bud at the very bottom, if if you will, of the of the pyramid here. We have to make it more difficult for these uh, folks to steal cars. That's 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 the issue. I mean, sure, you know, you catch the guys and throw them in jail, whatever. But the thing is. Isn't, wouldn't it be better just to nip it in the bud? And that's that's really where I think the issue is, that there's got to be ways to to prevent this from happening. New electronic systems, new technology, new whatever to stop it. But it, that's that's the issue to me anyway. There seems to be 
uh, I use that word qualitatively, uh, some consensus in Ottawa that maybe something is going to have to be done. Uh, the, the government announced that they're going to have this special committee that's going to be looking into all of these things. Uh, those things usually fizzle because there's so much infighting going on. So I don't know if there's anything worthwhile going to come out of this. But but rate your confidence level right now that they're actually going to address this and do something uh, worthwhile with this right now to try to address it. Because like you say, it's not going to go away. You know, the, the guys that are doing this all the time are not going to say, oh, they're onto us now. We better move on to something else. Uh, they're, they're, this is like a winning a lottery for these guys because of the, the, the money that they're making as a result. You know, and if you, like you say, if you drive a Ram car or pickup truck, you, you know, yeah, you're going to be targeted. If you drive Lexus, Toyota, all these cars uh, that are easily resold across overseas are always going to be targets in situations like this. Uh, is, is this something that's going to be solved at the political level? Well, I want to give credit to the various task forces uh, that have been, have been struck by various municipal forces, the OPP and, and municipal forces, where they've combined their efforts. And they've made a big impact just recently of nailing these guys. And, you know, just by doing the, you know, the uh, grunt work, if you will, of trying to find out who they are, where they are, how, how they're going about it and that. And they've been actually recovering cars. But again, that's more. That's just a, a finger in the dike. I mean, they're doing their job, and God bless them. They're doing their job. But the point is, if you know, if if the court systems aren't doing their job, if the uh, industry's not doing their job, well, it's it, nothing's going to change. The other element to this too is, I think there has to be a frank discussion, and maybe this will happen behind closed doors in Ottawa. I don't know. Uh, about how deep this goes and how intricate this is. Uh, you know, this is, as you say, they've got, they've got spotters. They've got probably kids that they'll pay 50 bucks, hundred bucks, you know, to go around the neighborhood at two o'clock in the morning and say, yeah, there's a Lexus over here. There's a, a Dodge Ram over here. There's a, you know, in other words, they, they give them the, the stuff that's available in a particular neighborhood. Those guys get paid, you know, it may not be much, but you know, for them, hundred bucks is a hundred bucks. Uh, the people that perpetrate the thing, uh, there's gotta be somebody at the docks who's onto this in some oh, way, yeah. shape or form. This is, this is, this is not like, how are we going to sneak it past them? I, mean, I, I know how it's like, go oh, here, pay them off. So, I mean, how deep do they want to go here? Because this is deep. This is a very entrenched system right now. Organized crime has always had their fingers in the docks. Always. Anybody that suggests otherwise is, is naive. So th there's an issue right there. You're going to have, you have to, there's so many technicals here that it's <clears throat> it's going to take a while to address them all, and that hopefully that's what this committee's looking at. They're looking at from the right from the very bottom to the you know the spotters to the guys that take the cars to the guys that put them in the containers to the guys that you know ship put them on the ships to the guys that unload the ship and all that. That's all going has to be addressed, and so it's it's not an it's not an easy uh, problem. There you know to to deal with here that's for sure well because of that intricacy and i think we have to get our heads around that too you know yeah the kids that are, are you know checking out the neighborhoods they get paid the guys that are doing it get paid the guys that ship them from here to montreal uh the guys at the docks the guys on the ships etc they're, they're paying all these guys off and they're still making a ton of money yeah so, i mean that tells you just how entrenched this is and how these guys aren't going to give it up unless the you know the powers that be and that includes not just the politicians but the auto industry itself 
uh, has to come to the table here and say, we've got some solutions. And I know, I, you know this is probably the first time the Canadian government's tried in earnest, I guess, to do something about this. We'll see how it turns out. But I know south of the border, there have been congressional committees about this in the past, and they've brought the, the automakers to the table and say, you know, what are you going to do about this? And they usually just kind of hum and haw and, and well, I don't know. Uh, they got solutions. I mean, they they do. Uh, and and they've got to be coming to the table as as a partner in here, not just as a an observer who's uh, you know yeah we could if we wanted. There is technology and there are ways around this. And I don't hear too much coming from the industry itself to say here's what we can do to help. There, well, there always have been loath to add anything onto a car that's going to cost more money. Mm-hmm. We've seen that in history, you know, in the past where they didn't do things they could have done to make a car safer because it was it would cost another two dollars and fifty cents or whatever uh so that's that's part of the issue here is they don't want to put something on the car that's going to increase the value you know the cost of that car to the uh consumer but they that no longer stands i mean this is this is this is not this isn't just a an added cost it, it's it's a safety issue you know we you and a consumer issue if you lose your car imagine bill if you lost your car overnight all the things all the uh hoops that you would have to jump into through i should say that you, to get that replace that car you know whatever money you might have to spend more to get another car no, you can count and, on that yeah, and, and the insurance involved because you've had your car stolen, they're going to say, "Well, just a second, you're a problem here. So this is our opportunity to jack your 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 insurance up." So it it is a in short, it's it's a hell of a problem. It really is, and and uh, this is a time for all the parties in Ottawa to pull together to come up with a solution instead of saying you know it's it's all uh it's all Trudeau's fault or you know whatever it it just doesn't make sense this is this is an opportunity for everybody to put their heads together in Ottawa and and along with the uh the manufacturers put their heads together and say we've got to come up with a solution here we've got it we've got it to stem the tide whether that'll happen, Bill, uh, I guess I'm way too naive to believe that uh, it's going to happen. <laughs> well, uh, suddenly, just as we to wrap this up, though, I guess there is one element here, maybe the one takeaway. I, I will see what happens in Ottawa. I, I share your skepticism that anything concrete is going to come out of this. Uh, but just a, a word of the wise here: don't make it easy for them. Uh, we've talked about these little boxes you can put your car keys in at the end of the night uh, instead of just hanging them by a rack right by the front door, which is where they look for them anyway. You know, the signal's still there, people. They're going to rip a car off uh, and take precautions like that. Lock it. I mean, uh, I'm talking to one officer when we were investigating one of these a couple of years ago now, and he says the, he says the car was unlocked in the driveway. That's like a big take me sign on the, when you're doing something like that, you know, as simple as going around and just checking the doors and it's open. Uh, and, and we can, I, and that's not going to stem the tide here. I get that. Uh, but as you said, if you can make it more difficult, well, maybe the, the, you know, you might be saved this sort of thing. I mean, I saw one story the other day on the news where one lady was being interviewed. I think it was on CBC TV. Her same car was stolen three times in two yeah, months. I saw, I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. What am I supposed to do? I don't have driveways on my street. I've got to park on the street. 
and you know it's 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 frustrating and and as you say it's costly so uh let's hope that this time maybe the government can set aside uh all of their political differences and, and work together on this uh, i know that's that's somewhat of a utopian wish i guess richard but who knows maybe it'll happen listen always a pleasure and i'm glad you had some time to talk about this and some insights I got a lot of other stuff uh that i want to get to politically that's happening up in ottawa and queen's park too that we want to talk about about bill 124 and others but we'll do that on a future session thanks so much for this today always a pleasure thanks bill take care richard brandon of course a retired journalist uh, who covered queen's park in ottawa for a number of years and always a welcome guest and that's it for this edition of the bill kelly podcast glad to have you with us today you can uh, spread the word uh you can get your podcasts uh our podcast wherever you, you get your favorite podcasts until next time take care we'll talk again soon bill kelly podcast brought to you by wizens law personal injury lawyers listen you didn't choose to get injured but you can choose the right lawyer Wizens Law, 905-522-1102 or wizenslaw.com.